Welcome to the Blister Podcast, a program dedicated to interesting people, the great outdoors, and a bunch of other stuff we like. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, the founder of Blister, and you can check us out online at blisterreview.com, where, among other things, we publish in-depth and totally honest reviews of outdoor sports equipment. This week on the podcast, we talk to Darren Rawls, and simply put, Darren is the man. He is the most decorated American male downhill and super G skier in history, with 12 World Cup race wins, 28 World Cup podium finishes, and 7 U.S. national titles. And after a dominant racing career, Darren transitioned to skier cross competition, then transitioned again a few years later to big mountain skiing, where he filmed with both Warren Miller and Teton Gravity Research. In short, few, if any, skiers have exhibited the versatility and had the broad-ranging success that Darren has. Then in 2011, Darren started the Rolves Bonsai Tour, and the sixth edition of the Bonsai Tour takes place this weekend. So we talked to Darren about his past, the present, and why he considers the Bonsai Tour to be the purest form of racing. This episode of the Blister Podcast is presented by New Belgium Brewing Company. Our audio engineer, Justin Bob, and I are once again enjoying the latest release from New Belgium, a tangerine IPA called Citradelic. And this week, Justin is enjoying his Citradelic with some food he brought over, an edamame pesto pasta. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, wow, that Justin sounds like a super hipster, you'd be right. Okay, no, you wouldn't. Justin is about the farthest thing from a hipster I can imagine. But Justin did say about his citradelic, quote, it really accentuates the pine nuts out of the pesto. Now, I don't really know what that means, but it sounds like a pretty good thing. So go home, try some edamame pasta and citradelic, because it's J-Bob approved. And go to newbelgium.com to check out citradelic and all of New Belgium's other beers. Okay, now let's get to our conversation with Darren Rolves. Well, I'm happy to be talking today with Darren Rolves. Um, Darren, you must know if you're listening to this podcast, um, Darren is kind of a legend in the field. Um, We might even call him a bit of an OG. Darren has kind of seen seen it all, and um, we're happy to be talking with him today uh, just in front of a really big weekend for Darren. Um, Two things are going on in particular, the Rolves Bonsai Tour um, and then also the Tahoe Junior Freeride Series. And so um, happy today to talk to Darren about both of those things and about a bit, of, bit about his background and, and some of the other things going on these days in the world of skiing. Uh, so Darren, uh, nice to be talking to you today. Thanks, Jonathan. Yeah, pleasure to be on the, your uh, podcast show here. And <clears throat> yeah, it is a big weekend. We, uh, I've taken on, on top of Bonsai um, events, this Tahoe Junior Freeride Series, three events, two at Alpine, one at Squaw Valley. And this weekend's the national, so it's the IFSA, International Free Skiing Association's national event at Alpine Meadows. And I was just up on the hill. I mean, basically just got off the snow about an hour ago and, mm-hmm. and um, going through the venue with a bunch of the head coaches, our TD, just making sure kind of like what we're going to have in play and what we're going to take out um, as far as some of the exposure. And um, yesterday was like pretty much 10 hours of loading event truck up and, and getting things <laughs> kind of like ready for bonds at Kirkwood. So 
I've been able to pass the torch to all the TJFS like, crew, and they run a, a really tight ship, and all the judges, and we've all met and done our due diligence there, and and now it's moving on to, to my own tour, the Rouse Bonsai Tour at Kirkwood. Yeah, and tell me about, uh, say more about the Bonsai Tour. I mean, this is um, pretty both a pretty wild and, and pretty awesome event. Um, how, how did this thing come to be, and, and when did it start? Well, uh, you know, it's just actually, I, I first, it's just basically what I did growing up, like racing my buddies down. <laughs> yeah. Um, to, for us, we didn't have parks that were built. Um, it was more just natural terrain, and you're firing down the mountain trying to fa- find a fast line, but always hitting like, as many jumps and bank turns, compressions, and all kinds of stuff you can, you can put in play. It's like a, a downhill, you know, motocross track on skis, basically. And Tahoe is unbelievable terrain. It's uh, just, you know, these wide open big bowls to like gullies and just natural kind of um, rollers and, and errors. And so I think it's the most pure, I mean, it's the most pure form of racing there is because it's head to head four to times. So it takes this like ski racing aspect, a little free ride, and then border cross, ski cross uh, sort of format where there's four at a time out of the gate, racing to the bottom and top two advance the next round. And then you, you, uh, come out at the end of the day with uh, a uh, you know champ and first loser third place fourth place in the final heat but it's yeah, it's to me it's Red Bull did this event in Austria and when I was still ski racing which I retired from ski racing on the World Cup in 2006 mm-hmm. and I was like I'm doing this this event and the next year they they stopped running it uh-huh. they did like 3 years and they stopped it but it was like a like an eight guy race top to bottom on those gnarly hills it took him like six minutes and to me i just i've always wanted to do different things in the sport and that's kind of why i ended up retiring at an early age really um because i wanted to go out on my own terms go out healthy go out winning i had three world cup downhill wins that year a super g win a, a second in gs so it was one of my best seasons but you know it was the olympics and i uh, i had a horrible kind of uh olympic experience but you know, just we had a ski issue that was that pretty much derailed a chance for me to win the downhill. And I went in there, was the last winner on that track. I had the fastest training run time and race day, like 40 seconds before I kicked out of the starting gate. I had skis changed on me, and it was just a bad call by my, my service tech from Atomic. And and uh, I skied well. It's just you go back to the clock and you look at all the split times, and I was like two, three tenths out where the skis really made a difference in one section, which was icy and hard. It was like 26 seconds. And I won that by almost four tenths. Wow. So I knew I was skiing well, but I pretty much lost the, uh, you know, the medal because of, um, or the, even the win because of some skis, but that's the way it goes. I mean, it's a sport where I'm not going to use it as an excuse. I tried as hard as I could. So my ski tech, we just messed up and, and, uh, the wrong, the wrong call was made, but yeah, it's just, it still haunts me a little bit because I yeah. wanted to go out with a, an Olympic medal, especially you know, win and downhill. Yeah. But me, um, yeah, I kind of remounted and ended up winning a Super G at the end of the season, and, and said, "Okay, I mean that's that's good for me, and I want to go into ski cross and big mountain skiing, and and had some fun doing that as well, and been doing that since you know, 2007. So it's uh, ten seasons this year that I've been away from the World Cup, and it's pretty crazy because i went back to beaver creek this year um to watch and then i 
ran the Strife, the Hanukkah. Did some Red Bull like POV work with this 360 degree camera that will have this like really sweet edit coming out next year on on the Strife and hmm. you know still tapped into the race world and just just trying to uh, I'm taking less risks this, these days but it's still <laughs> fun to do it all. Huh? What was your background? I, I know you started skiing at a very very early age. What? But was that was that always very race focused or were you? Were you, you know, banging gates, but spending as much time as you could also, um, you know, free skiing? Yeah, I mean, I grew up uh, skiing in Tahoe. And if there was good skiing, powder day, like, we would blow off training for sure and go out and ski. And and, But I got, I was, I love ski racing. The fact that I could push myself, I was really competitive. It was a challenge. It was always, uh, you know, you go to different, like, resorts and, you have a different hill to ski on just like skiing in general. It's like, it's really, it's rarely ever the same repetitive thing. You know, it's, there's always something that's a a different uh, challenge out there with the weather terrain, all that. But yeah, ski racing took a hold of me. Um, probably around like 11, 12 years old, I started getting into it in Tahoe. And then when I was like 13 doing actually pretty well, then, I actually went back to Vermont <clears throat> to school at the ski academy because there's nothing in that like uh, you know realm to like challenge both both you know someone that's like I mean I wanted a good ath- my parents really were like hey we want you in a good school but if you could also ski it'd be great and it looks like Vermont's the place to go so I actually checked it out and went over there for a year and stayed there for all of high school but yeah ski racing was number one focus, but I was always kind of drawn to free skiing and any chance I had, I was free skiing. And, uh, looking back, like my breakout, um, race, my first two woke up downhill ones were back to back in Norway. But five days before I went over there, I was skiing with Johnny Mosley and Shane McConkey and, and we were skiing like two epic days of powder, uh, <laughs> just perfect conditions in Tahoe. And, and, um, that kind of got me, just feeling good, like in the mood to like have fun. And then I was all about trying to charge, you know, Yeah. With, on the downhill skis. And it just like, I had pretty much my perfect, if I ever had a race that was close to perfect, it was my second downhill win, my victory there in Confithiel, Norway. And I attribute that a lot to just like that vibe I had that whole week of skiing with those guys in Tahoe. So I've always kind of like said, Oh, I need to go to Alaska now. I need to do this. You know, I'm going to have a chance. And, this is going to help my ski racing. And, you know, in Europe, whenever I had a chance to have any time off, I was skiing St. Anton, Kitzbühel, um, you know, the Zalkensee Resort, like all these, like, you know, resorts around Austria. I felt really good over there, but I wouldn't take time off just, like, going to check out, you know, the sites. I was, like, out tearing it up and, and trying to have some fun with some locals on the ski. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. I mean, what a time in Tahoe. Um you, Mosley, and McConkie just kind of ripping around together. You've got to have sort of one good story to share, either drawn with the both of them, time out with both of them, or, or your favorite Shane story or Mosley story. Yeah, there's some stuff I probably want to leave off the docket here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hang out the golden boy, Johnny. I mean, that's he won in 98, and this is like, yeah. this is 2000. Uh-huh. Uh, so just, I mean, he was like living large at that point. And, yeah. and, um, you know, we, I spent a lot of time 
on the road. I've never really hung out with those guys too much. I saw Shane actually more in the summertime than I did in, in the winter. Huh. And because I was hardly ever home, that was a rare opportunity. And, you know, we, I ended up skiing a whole different Squaw Valley that those two days than I ever did my whole life. Like, I'm always like looking for big speed, kind of like yeah. open, like train. And Shane was just like the billy goat. And he got yeah. us into all kinds of crazy train. And I was just, it was opened my eyes up to like what's possible and fun stuff. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, we had Shane and I had some, you know, a great time camping out Stampede's Reservoir, just north of Truckee, and and with Sherry and, and my wife Michelle, and just just rad, like some good times, you know, just like yeah. getting away from the mountains. But those, I mean, Shane, we definitely miss him. He did he did a lot for the sport and just a lot for you know community, inspiring people and people he never even like knew, or no one that like really, I mean never knew him were inspired by him, you know, just. But he was a fun guy that had a great time and was always messing around. But he was a professional, and and uh, the kid was insane on skis, like stuff he'd pull off like on a daily basis. Yeah. But and I still and Johnny right now and I, it's kind of we're back, kind of like staying in contact more than ever because our kids are about the same age and they're racing together Tahoe League, and and so I'll see him like at some of these these races. So it's it's the next generation is what it's about really. And I'm just trying to hold on to my piece of the, you know, the action up in the mountains and, and still, you know, really appreciate and lucky to be able to hang on to, you know, like a career in skiing. No, that's great. Um, so it's, it's fair to say, right. I mean, the, the free ride, you know, this Tahoe junior free ride series, um, and kind of these free ride comps in general. I mean, when you were, a little kid this stuff wasn't available to you right i mean this is this is a newer development yeah the other thing was just it was like hot dogging freestyle bump yep. skiing like mosley and or racing yeah and so was, um you know we had some sweet like uh sort of like inter-squad events where we'd have like big air contests but it was pretty much about like just trying to go big and and uh you know there weren't too many tricks besides a few mule kicks or twisters spread <laughs> that kind of stuff, daffies, you know. Now yeah. it's just insane to see what's going on. And this one kid yeah. I'm really hyped on right now, he's, uh, I mean, I spent a lot of time at Sugar Bowl. I'm the resort ambassador at Sugar Bowl Resort and at the Academy, which is really rad now for this area in Tahoe. It's, if I had this Sugar Bowl Academy when I was growing up, that's where I'd be instead of having to travel to Vermont. But it's really focused on racing, and they've got an incredible free ride program. And uh, this kid, Xander Goldman, he's just on fire right now, just racking up wins and third at Junior Worlds this year. Um, I got him on the Atomic program and just really kind of, he's super humble and appreciative and hard worker and great example for his peers and and uh, kids like my boy that just are really amped up to see him on the hill. And and uh, yeah, it's just, it's fun to be part of this TJFS crew now and kind of as the event promoter and I got kids like they're coming up to me, like the seventeen-year-old snowboarder. I came up to me, Dylan Zellers, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I really appreciate what you're doing, and thanks for saving our event series." And huh. and to me, it, like, that's that goes a long ways. I mean, you expect something like that from a parent or a coach. Yep. Um, but when you have these younger kids, like these teenagers, just uh, coming up to you and, and saying thank you, it, it goes a long ways. And you know, it's with. With the bonsai tour, it's 18 years old and up, and I've had trouble like convincing insurance companies to let me go with a youth division. They won't 
And it's, uh, you know, because it is pretty wild, but we have a great track record. This is our sixth season. And, you know, we haven't had any, like, uh, serious injuries or stuff where we've had insurance, you know, claims. And um, I can knock on wood. I'm, I'm really proud of that. I want to keep it safe. But I want to, you know, people learn, like, what they're made of and get them out of their comfort level. And yeah. that's exactly what you see some of these top guys, these kids in, in the free ride series doing they're impressive like it's it's killing and um i'm kind of bummed because i want to be around for this weekend to check out the free ride yeah totally event at alpine but i'm over at uh, bonsai for at kirkwood for bonsai but you know i've seen a lot of the the local kids and i want to see like that national level and and uh the kids from utah colorado like the northwest and and um out east and it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun to check in and see how things are are going this weekend on both sides. So if you're if anybody's listening, it's in Alpine Meadows or Tahoe, and you're in North Lake, go to Alpine, check out the uh, IFSA Alpine National, and if you're in South Lake, go to Kirkwood and, and check out our Rouse Bonsai Tour, and it's gonna be going off on either end of the lake. Yeah, two pretty sweet options. So, big question: If you, you know. Let's say you were a 10-year-old kid today. Um, you'd kind of have to pick, you know, route A or route B, right? I mean, continue with racing uh, or stuff. I hate this question right here, Jonathan. This is, this is a tough one. I mean, Well, but it's it, an important one, I think, right? Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I think it, it'll kind of lead to my next question, which is well, like... for me, I'm saying because it's a hard one for me to, like, to say, but I think, uh, I mean, what you're going to ask me is if, if I go to free ski or go into the race yeah. direction, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, and uh, it's like racing's tough. It's a grind, you know. It's not like, and it, it's it's hard. I mean, it's it's uh, when you get a free ski and you have a little more freedom and you go out and and hit cliffs and just see a good line and you get charged up. It's it's a pretty sweet um, community that rallies around everybody. Mm-hmm. But racing isn't like quite like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know what? Looking back at what I've done, I'm. I think you know, having a foundation in skiing or ski racing yep. with that technique and just being strong and like that mentality, it's, it's helped me out tremendously in the free ski world. And look at the, like my generation just in front of me, like Kent Kreitler, Brant Moles, Shane McConkey, Jeremy Nobus, all those guys are like killing it in the uh, free ride, big mountain scene, yep. which that's more my style. Like we're, we're from a race background. Yep. And, um, <laughs> You know, it's just even guys like Reggie Christ. I grew up skiing with him and Zach Christ on the U.S. ski team. They they're from Sun Valley and they're like he's a they're the like guides. You know, they, they guide in all over the world. You know, Japan and in South America and and uh, in Sun Valley and just all over the place in Alaska. It's uh, like they have a great foundation. You know, of of skiing from racing and they're incredible free skiers and. Um, you know, it's just, I would, I would go back if I did it again, I'd go back and, and ski race for sure. And I don't know, like I'm kind of reliving that choice right now through my kids. I got yep. twins, a boy and a girl they are eight years old. And my girl, unfortunately has been out for six weeks. She broke her leg. So mm-hmm. she's been on crutches and just kind of come back from that. And my boy, he's like, he loves free skiing. He loves jumping. He just jump hunts all over the mountain. That's number one. But uh, he just started ski racing, 
And I think it's great because it gives him a good, like, solid foundation. He just won his first race last weekend at Heavenly, and he was just amped. And, like, yeah, you know what? Winning's one thing, but effort and just having fun is, is the priority. So that's what I hope to instill in them. Like, I think ski racing does that, you know, it gets you, gets you really disciplined, and, and then uh, you can go out and have fun. So you said that you are, um, you I mean, you're, you're clearly still t- very tuned in to what's happening in the, on the ski racing scene. Um, who do you enjoy personally, uh, you know, watching most these days? Um, what skiers on the race side of things are you finding particularly impressive? Um, well, you know, I'm just, I'm always pulling for an American, always pulling for somebody that's like out of the hometown and Travis Ganong. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's uh, he had a phenomenal year last year. He had his breakthrough year, won a World Cup downhill. He was second in World Championships in Beaver Creek, and uh, you know he's just he's gone through some injuries this year with a, with a um, bone bruise on his knee, and he's been struggling. So it's kind of hard. I mean, it's how it goes, ups and downs. But um, when he's on fire, like it's fun to watch him because he's super solid. And just two years ago, he started taking risk. He would ski really careful and strong. He'd be like fifth in the Olympics in Sochi and, and all that. But I'm like, man, if you just let let it go a little more and just mm-hmm. get a little loose out there, you're going to be fast. And, and that's kind of where he he found that last season and, and was putting it together. And this year, it's just, you know, when you're not feeling good and, and you lap a jump and you have a shocking like pain that goes through your leg, it sucks. It just it holds you back and you, uh, you don't have that confidence. But, you know, I mean, the most impressive guy this whole season – has been uh, Axel and Svendal, Norwegian. Yep. Um, winning three downhills in a row, I think it was, and just like, just on fire. Super G's, you know, and unfortunately, I was in Kitzbühel. I uh, I did a little POV run for Red Bull Media House, just some, a 360 degree shoot. So I was back on the track, sweating it. <laughs> but uh, to get a chance to like, catch up with the all these guys, I, I mean, I used to race with Svendal. Yep. And, um, be able to talk to him about how things are going and, and you know, he was just mentally on such a strong just ride. I mean, he's just he was the guy they could just look at somebody and make him like just back down almost. You know, he had that much confidence and people just like, Oh man, I hope I can I mean he's pretty much the favorite today and and you know, it reminds me of a guy like Herman Meyer in my yep. era. Yep. But um Svindal went down crashed in Kitzbühel this year and he's out for the season so that's kind of a shame but you know it's just another I mean Steve Nyman he's Mm -hmm. been on fire the last two races he got third at the uh, in uh, Korea South Korea where they uh, are going to hold the Olympics in 2018 they're in the downhill and he just got second in Chamonix so it's uh, you know he's he's right in there so it's fun to watch him and He's a big dude, and he kind of gets a little off balance and you know knocked around a little bit. But he was just the last two races; he's been skiing so tight and just like looking super solid. And he actually had a, a mistake; and he lost about four or five tenths at the bottom in Korea, right in the last section. He had a chance to win that race, so it's it's great. But you know, there's just so many good guys, the yeah. Nor- and Chetil uh, Janserud, uh, Norwegian, that's basically taken over since uh, Svindal's um, absence for, with injury. Yeah. And the Norwegian team's really strong. Um, 
I've never been interested in stalling before, like you know. But this last couple of years, Marcel Hersher and and this this Norwegian mm-hmm. um, Henrik Kristofferson, they're just dueling back and forth, and they're they've been awesome to watch too. So tech tech and speed, and then you know another girl like on the girl side is Lindsay Vaughn. Yeah, I I you know I definitely I pay attention to the girls too what they're doing, but she's yeah. just, you know cracking down on Ingmar Stenmark's all time win record and she's gonna pass it i know it she's gonna get it soon and probably next year yeah. but um and then michaela schifrin yep. just dominating so hard this season yep and then having an injury with her knee and then no one really knew how long it was gonna be and i think a couple of weeks ago i saw her doing some like some really basic edge drills almost like like in a wedge you know skiing on super slow gonna feel for the snow just kind of doing some like super simple um, drills, and then she comes back in her her uh, comeback slalom race and wins. Yeah, crazy. Like, jeez, you know. So, I don't know. Americans, I'm loving it because we're we're pretty much every race um, we're getting on the podium. And I mean, another big loss was Ted Ligeti this yeah. year. Went out with injury, but you know, just we don't have a lot of depth mm-hmm. like a lot of the other teams do. Mm-hmm. But um, we have superstars you know and and um it's kind of always been like that yeah so it's it's still awesome to be around the team and and i like to rap with the coaches and go in the ski rooms and ski ask this you know how the their athletes are doing with the ski techs and i get really kind of more just like sucked in the race world than anything you know i have a chance to get back into it and it's easy to be removed when you're when you're not in the scene but so do you have do you have a kind of, uh, is there a favorite racer who you find yourself just in awe from a technique perspective? I mean, we've talked about how big a component the mental game is, um, and the confidence game in this stuff, but do you find yourself just watching and isolating, you know, bracketing kind of the mental game part of this and thinking about the technique where you just think, man, this, this guy or this girl, um, you know, you just want to sit there and rewind the video or something um anybody like that stand out uh marcel hersher i mean he's yeah. you know the guy's he's a total technician he is strong and it's just fun to watch him ski gs yeah i mean that's i i started off as a gs super g skier got more into downhill and then super g and then gs came back a little bit later on but um yeah i think that just watching him ski gs um, even like that Super G race, Beaver Creek, he won that one. Um, it was he was taking the tighter line than most guys. It was it was uh, impressive to watch. He's he's strong. You can just tell he's really strong. He puts in the time, and he's prepared. And and so that guy and and then uh, yeah, there's there's I like kind of like that cowboy style a little bit of Innerhofer, yeah. uh, <laughs> this Italian guy. Mm-hmm. And he's always just like on the edge and just pushing it, and and he's been on the podium a couple times this year, and just good guy. And then um, even this, uh, you know, the last race I watched Chamonix. Obviously, if you win a race, you're doing well. But this Italian Dominic Paris, and he was a the first time I went back to Kitzbühel after I retired was in 2013, and he won that year. And and then uh, I got to know him pretty well because we're staying in the same hotel actually. And and um, you have this sort of like good connection with with uh 
especially Hanukkah winners, like I've got to know those guys a lot. And we were a pretty strong, like band of, you know, athletes. Like it doesn't matter if you're from the U S or not. Like DJ Kush and I are really good friends and, and I got to be good buddies with Dominic Paris. And just, he isn't, when he's on fire, the guy is insane. Like he technically just saw as a rock. And, and, um, if you watch that Chamonix downhill from last weekend, that guy was impressive the way he was skiing. Huh. Huh. So just, you know, I like, I like a lot of different styles, so I can't really just pick one guy, but yeah, it's fun to watch them, watch them all. Switching gears. Um, you know, as, as big mountain skiing and free skiing is, um, gaining in popularity, um, do you think that free ride should be considered for future Olympics? That's, I mean, that's hard for me to, to like say, I mean, just, you know, just once like snowboarding and, and like half pipe and slope style were in the Olympics, I mean, everybody's like, yeah, let's keep it free. There's, you know, keep the word free in there, you know, mm-hmm. not, not competition, not racing, but I, I mean, I love what these guys are doing and I think it's awesome, but I've never been a judge sport kind of guy as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like racing motocross, I like ski racing. It's basically you come across the finish line first, you get the fastest time. You know, it's yep. easy to win. And the judging side, it's it's tough. I mean, to be fair every time and but pretty much like the top guys are coming out you know, as the cream of the crop and, and showing the results. So I guess I mean I think it's it'd be great for the sport. I think it's amazing part of like uh, skiing the free ride big mountain stuff and and uh i mean why not it's gonna for the olympics i mean there's some stuff you gotta change the times and this is hot right now and there's so many kids like these Tal junior free ride series events are pulling in 160 kids to sign up yep you know 11 to 14 and then 15 to 18 bracket and there's first timers are just just figuring it out and those guys are pretty seasoned at, at 17 years old that are just Super impressive. I mean, the next generation is, I'm blown away how good they are. Agreed. And, you know, it'd be definitely something that'd be really exciting to watch because I, I love watching like the pipe and, and slope style X Games and the Olympics. And, and, um, to me, natural terrain, big mountain skiing is, is, uh, on the free side, the free skiing side aspect. Is, is a step above. I mean, it's just kind of what I'm. I grew up doing so, and, and what I what I do a little bit now. So, why not? Yeah, <laughs> that's give, these, a... give these big mountain free riders a chance at the Olympic Olympic glory. Okay, cool. We we end with a why not? Yeah, um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if that if that comes around. But I totally agree with you. I think um, <clears throat> we just had a we have a. a a comp coming up at Taos and, and just had a junior comp at Taos. And, and, um, I think this, this next one that's coming, I think the thing, um, was filled up in the first 90 seconds. The registration was filled, um, in about 90 seconds. So yeah, I think we're seeing that demand and, and, um, I hope it keeps going. Um, and, okay. Uh, tell me why. I mean, I know that that happens, but tell me why, I can't fill up my bonsai event in, uh, you know, in 90 seconds. Like, it's just, 
I'm just, it's, it's kind of weird because I'm, you know, I don't know if it's the parents that kind of like lock their kids in and commit. Um, my bonsai is, it's just people don't show up and commit to like the last day really. Like huh. I have a third of the signups right now, what we're probably going to have. And it's the same way every year. I get a little stressed out. It's like, hey, I need competitors, mm-hmm. you know, to like run an event. But people don't commit to this. And and uh, if I knew, you know, the way to go about it and, and um, get these people to lock in, I'd do it. But I think, you know, it's a lot of like the bonsai competitors are just regular guys and girls with jobs and, and have all these like, you know, they're not really locked in on on schedules. And yeah. I'm pulling in like um, engineers and bartenders and and uh, just local skiers and guys that are working um, as coaches and just a huge variety. And, and there's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would love to see us max out like 120 entries in, in 90 seconds. Yeah. Well, I think I think you're right. And I mean, we just talked about it a little bit ago that it does seem like kids have these kind of two set courses these days, right? Like if you're really into skiing, well, have you already committed to kind of a, a free ride comp schedule or have you already committed to a, a racing schedule? Right. Yep. And, um, I, I loved what you said early in this conversation about you take the bonsai race to be the purest form of racing that actually really resonated, right? That, you know, forget grooming everything out perfectly. Um, let's just, yeah, there's no grooming. It's yeah. All- <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's something I think, um, you know, I think the more that is kind of understood, it's like, this is raw and this is real. And this is like you said, this is what we were doing when we were little kids racing top to bottom. Um, you know, you can leave the Lycra at home if you want. And like, let's just go charge. Yeah, we we don't allow race suits in the bonsai, so <laughs> it's it's just more like that free ride kind of everyday mentality, and yeah. it's like skiing something top to bottom on the mountain with good flow and fast, and you're kind of battling three other you know competitors side by side, and it's fun. It's like I've always like uh, liked that aspect of moto and then ski cross where you're trying to anticipate uh, what the other like competitors going to be doing, you know, on your in front of you to the side of you or behind yeah. you. You gotta kind of you're not going down for the fastest time. You just gotta be ahead of that that next you know the next three guys. Yeah. But it's um there's there's different you know tactics. And I yeah. look at a course. I'm like, okay, this is the fastest line. But if I'm behind some guy right here, how am I gonna like reel him in and make the pass? Like you gotta really kind of like dissect it and sometimes hold back and just wait, wait, wait. And then like here's the opportunity, get close, and then just try and get in the draft and go and make a move and. And um, that's why I love about it because you're off the cuff. You're trying to make decisions and you have a plan, but then, you know, your plan's hardly ever working out. You just got to improvise on the way down. And that's what I like about it because it's, it's quick judgment calls with good skiing. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, it's not merely anticipating and reading terrain. It's reading the people you're you're skiing against or, or riding against. And I mean, if you watch videos of the bonsai, you know, you see right, right at the end, right approaching the finish line, two snowboarders taking each other out. Um, and so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's more than 3d, right. It's like 4d or something. Ski racing, any competition 
gives you those butterflies and it makes you feel kind of like these crazy, you know, swings of emotions. Yeah. And you don't get that when you're just out cruising around and not pushing yourself. And right. That's why I've always liked being competitive, I think. And, and, um, still get the, you know, those juices flowing these days. And, and, um, I compete in the last one at Sugar Bowl. So I'll pretty much run this whole show at Kirkwood, do a qualifying run, just have some fun on the course because they're super fun to ski. And then, um, do the same thing at Sugar Bowl, but I take on the three top guys for one last run, like a five thousand dollar winner takes all run, just to get some good hype there. And so is that, far, is that so right? Far, so far, I haven't, I haven't lost. So <laughs> see. wait, 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 and you're doing that again this this year? Yeah, it's, it's basically the after the final like heat, we have a little break, and it's like the super final comes up, and I jump in and uh, get in the gate with these. These like uh, young rippers. See if I can still hang. <laughs> and so you're undefeated so far. Yep. All right. Pressure's on, man. It is. It's always on, but it can, kind of gets me. It gives me a little something to kind of work for. You know, it's just it, it keeps me kind of a little more focused. Now I'm thinking like, oh man, I got to start stretching, kind of like get ready. <laughs> I got one more week pretty much to, to get ready for this thing. Yeah. But it's, it's it gets harder and harder every year. But I think when you put that pressure on yourself. You uh, you kind of I don't know, just recruit a little more, focus a little more, just keeps you keeps you sharp. Yeah, for sure. No, it's cool. Sharp and young. I just wanted to see clean racing. Like, yeah, in the first couple turns, you're gonna see some battles. You know, some guys like yep. knock each other around and some elbows. But if there's any blatant move to like deviate from the the natural line, the race line, and knock somebody wide, or like just going like just a total takeout move, like boom, they're out disqualified and getting the black flag so and we've, we've had to do that a couple times and and i think we're making like uh you know we're sticking to our, our guns and our rules and you don't get away with stuff like that but we still want to see some hard racing there's some a lot of rubbing for sure rubbing's right <laughs> favorite memory of yours from one of these past bonsai events um, I think, uh, it's pretty cool having your own sister racing the events and, huh. and, uh, you know, the guys are talked about a lot more than the girls and there's this girl, Shelly Robertson, former U S ski team freestyler. She's won a, a free world tour event. She comes in and battles with my sister <laughs> and uh, my sister has a race background and she was on the CU Boulder like team when they won NCAAs and, uh, she just, she's a competitor. She's scrappy and she was, Behind Shelly in the last pitch at Sugar Bowl, Silver Belt Bonsai, and in the final, and Shelly was just like Shannon got the whole shot. Shelly passed her. Shannon was like right there on her heels, and and Shelly checked up a little bit just to be safe on this like last pitch. Um, and Shannon just like just saw the blood in the water and went for it, and she got in the draft. And I mean, twenty feet from the finish line, made the pass. Wow! And it was impressive. It just came down to the line, and we've had. We've had a number of those. We've had we have uh, GoPros on either side of the finish line for photo finishes, and and there's some stuff that's super close. <laughs> you know, uh, like X Games this year in, in Border Cross, like there were some really like, tight races. And what I love is like seeing the race come down to like the last like stretch. Yeah, and it's it sucks when you have like a runaway guy. This kid Kyle Coxon from Snowbird, Utah or Salt Lake, and he's been just owning the tour the last couple of years. I want to see some guys come out, and I, I love the guy. 
he's super humble. Some guy you want to win, but I want to see some like I want to see it mixed up a little bit, and I want to see some guys, you know, push him and and um, and beat him fair and square in one race to really see what he can do the next race. Yeah. So it's we've I mean we've had we have so many good like close calls. I think that one between Shelley Robertson and my sister Shannon was uh goes down as like one of the the best moments at the end. It was the final and final race at Sugar Bowl and and final uh, heat and so that was that was awesome. And and hey, so you are I mean, is it best to just call you the the founder of the Rolves Bonsai Tour, the director of the Yeah, do, pretty do much like it's uh, I say founder and you know event promoter. It's you know to hold on to that for the last five years. So <laughs> no, I think that's great. I think you have to keep. I do have uh, that title of bonsai master right now. So <laughs> nice. I got I got gold bib, got Ralphs on there, bonsai master, and that's kind of just what I try and like uphold. And you know the kid Kyle Cox has won the last two years, and no one's been able to beat him. He hasn't been able to keep up in the super final with me, so uh-huh. I kind of still feels good. But I know he's he's feeling confident, and he just knows it's like a matter of time, probably. And and it's 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 pretty much comes down to like if you can beat yourself, and that's yeah. where I'm at right now. Like I still feel like I have it, and I think being a competitor for so long and just you get a strong head. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like being arrogant. I just feel yeah. like it's being confident. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know it's. I would love to be able to let him go at the start and see if I can chase him down and get by him. That'd be the ultimate. <laughs> but I don't want to give up that like that you know I don't make it that risky or that that much of a challenge because I'm still like you know five grand to stay in the bank for my yeah. tour would be a lot better than losing it. Yeah, yeah. I don't pay myself. I just keep it in there so I can do more things with the yeah. with the money. <laughs> but, no man, no 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 freebies here. No head starts. I think but the biggest thing, like five grand, it's definitely. Uh, I, I don't want to be paying that out, but more than that, I don't want to lose because the, just the pride and and how much like that will go around. I think I and got beat. So you got to say bonsai master. Exactly. Yeah. What the hell? You can't give a bonsai master. That's too good yeah. of a title. Yeah, forty-two years old now. So, <laughs> how uh, how old is this this kid? Kyle Cox, I think he's yeah. like twenty-six. Okay, dude, come on. Yeah. Let's let's keep those twenty-six years old twenty-six year olds in their place. Yeah, exactly. I've been trying, been trying yeah. hard, and it's gonna be another fun one this year. Yeah, cool. Well, Darren, um, it's gonna be a big weekend for you, and I, I want to let you get back to uh, uh getting your head wrapped around everything that uh, you're going to be required to do uh in a few days here and and um but it's really fun talking about this stuff and and let's just go over it again the the bonsai the first bonsai event is this weekend right um, yeah so you can find all the information on ralvesbonsai.com mm-hmm. and it's uh kirkwood february 27th 28th and then the next weekend at sugar bowl march 5th and 6th and Prior to those, too, for anybody in town, we're trying to really rally community. Um, so we're doing these bar crawls, too, and in South Lake Tahoe. We start at 5 o'clock on Friday, the 26th. And uh, we got this place called Base Camp Pizza, and then the California Burger Company. We've got live music. We're giving, like, a um, ton of stuff away, like lift tickets to the resorts and sponsor prizes. And, and um, you know, Deschutes Brewery is a sponsor and Red Bull's a sponsor. So we're trying, trying to, like, promote those uh 
those companies, those brands are supporting uh, us. And uh, we do the same thing March 4th in Truckee at um, one of my sponsors and, and the Bonsai Sponsors Tahoe Sports Hub, Ski Shop. Then we go to uh, Mellow Fellow and Pastime, and we got a rowdy cowboy kind of like outlaw band and, and a punk band there. So it's going to be good times to fire it up. And, and uh, you know, I guess the reason why I started this, it was back in 2011, because I want to do something for the snow sports community. I wanted to bring men and women together, ski and snowboard. I want to do something that was unique that wasn't done anywhere else and just want to celebrate like good times on the mountains and, and that's what we're doing. So thanks for the support and yeah. check it out on Facebook or whatever, chime in, watch our reaction or, or make it out as a competitor or a fan and, and, and you'll be blown away with what goes down. Absolutely. Yeah. Looking forward to, uh, seeing some of the highlights from the events, uh, since I won't be able to be there in person. Um, but, uh, Good luck with it. I hope it's a. I hope it's a great success. And uh, yeah, we need to. Uh, we need to grow this. Uh, this purest form of racing, uh, as you call it. I, I like that. Um, so, oh yeah. Hope you have a great weekend, man. And uh, thanks for talking. I will for sure. Make it happen. Okay. All right, Jonathan. All right, you take care, Darren. See ya. Bye bye. That's it for this edition of the Blister Podcast. Thanks to Darren Rolves for the conversation, to our strikingly handsome and sneakily hipster audio engineer Justin Bob, and to New Belgium Brewing Company for sponsoring this episode. Be sure to go to newbelgium.com to check out all of their current beers. Till next time, head over to blisterreview.com to see what we're up to there, subscribe to the Blister Podcast in iTunes, and we'll catch you next week on the Blister Podcast. This episode of the Blister Podcast is presented by New Belgium Brewing Company. No, no. <laughs> Jesus. No, no, that. <laughs> yep.